The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth. But no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. Where to start? Where to start? Well, first of all, uh, I hope you had a great Easter weekend. Thank you for being here. God bless you. He is risen. He has risen indeed. So praise the Lord for that. That uh, circumnavigates, overrides interrupts, disrupts, and pretty much buries, ultimately, at some point in the future. Uh, Every single problem, every single story, every single conflict, every single disappointment, if you are uh, born again, if you're in Christ, then all this stuff eventually will fade away to be replaced by uh, literally heaven on earth. So remember that, that hopefully yesterday and And starting with Good Friday, maybe even Palm Sunday a week ago, was a reminder of that for you. If you're not quite sure where you stand with God after Easter weekend, go to my website. Uh, I'm not telling you to go there because I want you to be a part of Noble U and be in one of my classes or check out the podcast or make a donation, blah, blah, blah. None of that stuff is as important as the one little word at the top of the page. At thestevenobleshow.com, thestevenobleshow.com. Just go there at the top of the page. It says heaven, and that will help you understand the truths about who goes and who does not. And hopefully you know that you're going, but if you're unsure, then go there and check it out. I'm just going to share with you from the Bible what God says about who does and does not go. Very simple, straightforward explanation which I didn't even understand myself until I was about 28. So it's never too late. So make sure you are dealing with that, the biggest question of your life, before you go on to anything else. So setting that aside, I hope you had a wonderful Easter. We have a lot of different uh, things to go over today. A lot of uh, some good examples of what fighting back looks like. And again, when I say fighting back, I'm talking about pushing back for the sake of truth and hopefully with a gospel heart. Uh, with some of these stories, I have no idea what the deal is gospel-wise with the people that do fight back. But it is a good example that you, you do. And I talk about this with my students all the time. That you, if you're, Especially if you're a Christian, you cannot let injustice go unanswered. You have to do something. Not the least of which would be praying about it, but then engaging whenever possible. So I want to look at a few stories about that. But this was interesting. I I just wanted to share some personal disgust with you today. So you heard about what happened in Tennessee, right? The Tennessee House of Representatives expelled two members accused of disrupting the legislative proceedings, which some talk about insurrection or mutiny. Now we just throw those words around. They're so cheap. Uh, But uh, two House members there in Tennessee were expelled because They were dealing with some gun control legislation. They didn't like the way it's going because Tennessee legislature is red, as you can imagine. So this whole crowd gets in there. And then two of these three members that they they actually expelled two of them. The one the third one, they didn't because she did not grab the uh, the bullhorn. But the other two did. And they're like jerking up the crowd, getting the crowd going. 
Uh, and as an elected representative in a house, uh, whether you're talking about Tennessee or any other state, there are procedures, right? There's decorum. You're supposed to be uh, able to uh, argue your point strongly, forcefully, boldly, but to bring a crowd into it and grab a bullhorn, you're shooting, they're shutting the whole thing down. Okay, now you're just getting into a democracy as opposed to a representative republic, and then it just becomes a matter of who's louder, 50 plus, 50% plus one. So they threw these two guys out, and uh, so people are going ballistic, not the least of which Kamala Harris. So Kamala Harris travels to Tennessee, okay, uh, to go address this. And let, uh, here's, here's just a little taste of what she did. Do we have this ready? So, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain to you why I'm bringing this up. Because otherwise, I'm not that interested. But I am because Kamala Harris went, and, and this is what she said. You ready? Let's go. And so we are here. Bring that up. Understanding the broad shoulders upon which we all stand. Those fighters for freedom Bring up the and liberty slide. and justice. Those fighters who understood the truth must never be stifled or silenced when it is on behalf of the people. Right, okay, right. The truth must never be silenced, shut down when it's on behalf of the people. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, now my level, my headphone level's down now, Josh. Uh, so, oh, whoa. Uh, so blah, 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 blah. Okay. <laughs> She's trying to sound like a sounding, a founding father, uh, riling about truth. The truth must never be silenced. Uh, the truth. Interesting, Kamala, that you show up for this. Uh, if, and by the way, if, if two of these members that the two members that have been thrown out were white, I'm pretty sure she would not have shown up. So she does show up because, you know, it's got the obvious appeal to the left that a majority white legislature threw out two black legislators. So, of course, it's racial. Of course. And then the third person, the woman that they did not throw out because she didn't grab the bullhorn was white. Ooh, you can assume the obvious. Right. So that's enough to get Kamala Harris to, to leave her whatever she does in Washington, D.C., and fly to Tennessee to address the issue, talking about truth. And you, you can't suppress the truth unless the truth is that a very confused, mentally Ill, Ill emotionally disturbed transgender girl, age 28, went in motivated by hate, uh, definitely demonic, and definitely anti-Christian. That's the hate part. Back to the school that she went to as a middle schooler and a transgendered girl thinking she should be a boy. And she goes in there and in cold blood shoots three kids dead with an assault rifle, AR, Kamala, three other adults. And Kamala Harris, she's nowhere to be seen on that one. The president of the United States, nowhere to be seen on that one because... Because they're beholden to the woke gods of the age. Like Nike over here. Nike responds to backlash over Dylan Mulvaney, the guy who dresses up and tries to pretend to be a girl. So so Bud Light's using this guy. Now Nike's using him. Nike responds to backlash over Dylan Mulvaney partnership, instructs customers to be kind, be inclusive. Yeah, well, what about when the transgender girl... 
gun down those three children. What's so kind and inclusive about this? They won't touch it with a 10-foot pole because they are too busy bowing down to bail. More on this because it's just so disgusting when we come back. This is Steve Noble. Yeah, you're in one. Did you know that? Did you know that you're in a war? You weren't so much in a war. You were you were at enmity with God before Christ. But once you put your faith in Christ, then uh, the whole thing flips around. Now you're at war with the devil uh, and the majority of the world at the same time. And so that's why people like Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. Uh, Kamala will travel to Tennessee in order to go support these two people that were kicked out of the legislature for being disruptive and kind of over the top. Whether you agree with them being kicked out, maybe they should have censured them, whatever. But she shows up for that. But neither her nor her boss, that being the president of the United States, wants to show up. They won't show up. They can't show up in Nashville, Tennessee, to go comfort the families of these three nine-year-olds that were gunned gunned down in cold blood by the transgender activists. Thank you, Lord, for the police there that did such an outstanding job. As well as in Louisville uh, today at a bank, a former employee went in, killed four or five died themselves. I don't know if they killed themselves or the cops killed them. Uh, so that, that, that's mental illness and demonic. Okay. Talk about guns. Nah, it's the, it's the finger attached to the brain. That's doing the gun, not the gun itself, but that's all, that's all Biden can do. He comes out today and he's talking about guns and with Nashville talking about guns. We're not talking about three nine-year-old kids anymore. We're not talking about the three adults there. All of these people that were, that were heroes in, in the face of that demonic, presence that day they can't talk about them they won't show up they won't engage because that's why that's why what last a week ago friday biden does the uh, transgender recognition day recognition day or whatever which is on the, at the same time where you had the uh, transgender activist day of rage going on and they can't touch that with a 10-foot pole because they're bail worshipers they're captive they're delusional Uh, literally for Biden, spiritually for Kamala Harris, both of them actually. And so they can't talk about it. They cannot, they cannot get up off their knees, uh, worshiping Baal to talk about the truth. They cannot betray the woke crowd. They just won't, which is why Nike comes out. They, they get Dylan Mulvaney. Have you seen him? A really skinny dude dressing up, presenting like a girl now. Got to deal with Bud Light, (laughs) Bud Light. We're no longer going after the frat crowd anymore. That's what they said. You know what you're going after? You go woke like that, you go broke. That's what you're going after. And then this one, Nike's like, they get hammered because they hire the guy to do the same thing. And now they, they, they push back against the backlash saying people need to be, our customers need to be kind and inclusive. Right. Right. Because you guys are. Kind and inclusive. You know what? I can be I can be kind and compassionate and loving while saying transgenderism, gender dysphoria is a mental illness that needs to be treated, not indulged. And I care about the people that will present themselves that way and will go under the knife and will get uh, hormone blockers and all that stuff. These are people destroying themselves. The devil is laughing. The world is clapping. And and I'm going to engage that and speak about it here on the air or in in the classrooms, any conversation I'm in, because I love the Lord and because I love my neighbor. And you have to speak the truth to them or you don't love them. If you don't speak the truth about these things, you don't love your neighbor. You're basically saying, ah, who cares? Well, Jesus looks out at that group and he weeps because he sees they're like sheep without a shepherd. You cannot just ignore them. You have to at some level engage. But shame on the president and the vice president. They won't touch it with a 10-foot pole. And we'll see if they ever get this girl's manifesto out because it's going to be 
a, a major anti-Christian diatribe. And they won't say anything about that either. There'll be radio silence because they're too busy worshiping Baal and their captives. Okay, before my head explodes. Uh, U.S. hit by worst leak of secret documents since Edward Snowden. Lovely. The United States is facing uh, possibly its worst intelligence leak since Edward Snowden flew to Moscow after a new batch of classified documents appeared on social media. This happened last week. More than 100 classified documents relating to Ukraine, China, the Middle East, the Pacific, and terrorism are now believed to be in the public domain after they were posted in an obscure Internet forum last month. Here's the challenge and why AI and all this stuff matters. Is now the Department of Justice is, has launched an investigation. Uh, there's things in here that uh, some of it looks like legit. They're talking about all kinds of stuff in Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine's like running low on medium to high altitude air defense missiles and could run out of them by the beginning of next month. Information Russia could use to plan an air campaign. It also gives the names and training time timetables for nine brigades being prepared to lead Ukraine's spring offensive. There's all kinds of stuff in there that looks legit. There's some other stuff that doesn't. The problem now is in the world that we're in, which is why I need to pray for wisdom for those in authority over us and leaders around the world, is, is now you're getting to the point, like with AI and everything, you don't know what's real and what isn't. It's total chaos. It's just turning into total chaos. Is it, is it pro-Russian bloggers? Are they the ones that did this? Is it misinformation, disinformation? We live in an age of deception. And so when you hear these stories, don't assume they're true but you also can't assume they're false so please lord we pray for wisdom and discernment boy do we need wisdom and discernment so things like this tied to this other story here's reuters you may have heard of, you might have heard about this china's military conducted a second day of military drills around taiwan yesterday with the island's defense ministry reporting multiple air force sorties and that it was monitoring china's missile forces China, which claims democratically governed Taiwan as its own territory, began three days of exercises around the islands on Saturday, the day after Taiwan president uh, returned from a brief visit to the United States when he met with uh, the Speaker of the House, McCarthy. So they're watching Biden. And you can float a Chinese spy balloon across the country. Why do you think that America's really going to do anything seriously about China invading Taiwan? And at this point, does anybody want to commit American ground troops, forces to Taiwan's defense? I mean, they interviewed uh, Lindsey Graham the other day. He was on television the other day, and he's like, well, you know, I, I don't want World War III, but that's, 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 I think this is worth fighting for. Really? With China over Taiwan? Really? <sighs> wow. It's just crazy. Okay. Uh, these two stories are tied together. And there's a, a bit of a fight back component here. Biden administration, did you hear about this new Title IX proposal? Title IX. This was on townhall.com. This just came out last week. The Biden administration on Thursday proposed a new Title IX rule that would prohibit schools from enacting blanket bans on transgender athletes. Through certain limitations, it could be issued in the name of fairness or safety. The U.S. Department of Education proposes to amend its regulations implementing Title IX of the Education Amendments of 1972 to set out a standard that would govern a recipient's adoption or application of sex-related criteria. Now, remember, sex-related now is a, is a blanket term. That would limit or deny a student's eligibility to participate on a male or female athletic team consisting consistent with their gender identity. 
the rule would impact educational institutions that receive federal funding. Quote, every student should be able to have the full experience of attending school in America, including participating in athletics free from discrimination, said Education Secretary Miguel Cardona in a statement. <laughs> Let me say that again. Every student should be able to have the full experience of attending school in America. Mm-hmm, I agree. If they can get in, if they can pay for it. Including participate in athletics free from discrimination. Right, so that boys compete against boys and girls compete against girls, but a boy claiming to be a girl should not be able to go to compete against girls because that's fundamentally unfair to girls, which Title IX was originally supposed to help, supposed to originally help girls. That's what gave birth to uh, women's athletics at the collegiate level is Title IX. Now, now Title IX, according to Biden and the Bale worshippers, sounds like a band, is uh, protects men that want to say they're women so that they can compete in women's sports and just clean up because, you know, don't tell anybody I said this, but men generally have a massive advantage when it comes to most sports. <gasps> we might... Welcome back. It's Steve Noble. The Steve Noble Show. We'll be talking to David Fisher in the last segment of the show. A little Money Monday update. Talking about some uh, pushing back. This is what fighting back looks like. The Biden administration wants to rework Title IX to uh, take the word sex and then include gender identity. So that's where you get a story like Leah Thomas, who's actually Will Thomas. Uh, But here's the fighting back part. I appreciate this. Christy Nome. Of course, up there in South Dakota, is threatening legal action against the Biden administration over proposed Title IX changes. Excellent. She said, South Dakota will not allow this to stand. We will lead. We will defend our laws. Only girls will play girls sports, she tweeted. President Biden will see you in court. Amen. That's exactly right. That's what you have to do. That's what I'm teaching my students all the time uh, with Noble U, regardless of what class they're in. They're in U.S. history. They're in civics. They're in Christian ethics. I'm adding world history this fall. And... Uh, I, I teach them that. You don't have any rights unless you're willing to stand up for them. It's like the speed limit. If, if The speed limit on the highway near you, if they never enforce it, is it really a speed limit? Uh, no, it's not. So you got to stand up. you got to stand up for yourself. you got to be able to defend what you believe to be true. If you're a Christian, you know where you got to go for that. you got to be willing to do it. And when it comes to your rights and obligations and the law in America, you need to be willing to go to court. You need to be willing to go public. Right. And somebody that's willing to do that. Speaking of Will Thomas, who's a man. Um, that's where you get somebody on the other side pushing back like Riley Gaines. A couple of articles here because she was assaulted just the other day. Former NCAA swimmer Riley Gaines unloaded on Jamila Moore, uh, the San Francisco State University vice president for student affairs and enrollment over her response to a protest at last week's Turning Point USA event. That's uh, Charlie Kirk. At the event, trans activists allegedly assaulted Gaines and surrounded her, forcing her to barricade herself in a locked room for safety. And at one point, protesters demanded that she pay them for safe passage out of the building. (laughs) Hey, Mr. President, Nashville, where are you? In response to the incident, Moore sent a letter praising the protesters for standing strong in face of the abhorrent views and claiming that they had engaged peacefully. This is all spiritual. Don't you, you see how spiritual this is, don't you? How dark it is, how demonic it is. I'm sorry. That, that, I'm sorry. Did this just say peaceful? I was assaulted. This is Riley. 
I was extorted and held for ransom. The protesters demanded I pay them if I wanted to make it home safely, Gaines said in response to the letter. I missed my flight home because I was barricaded in a classroom. We must have different definitions of peaceful. Gaines went on to say that if the protests had been peaceful, she would have been happy to engage the protesters in discussion. Quote, I have no problem with peaceful protests. I actually welcome it. I was grateful to see a diverse crowd in the room during my speech, which I expressed multiple times. We had great dialogue and listened to each other, but the ambush was the opposite of peaceful. Gaines then addressed Moore directly, asking at Dr. Jamila Moore on Twitter, you wrote this? Do you need more video proof? Allow me. Then she shared a video of what happened, who then apparently blocked the outspoken Twitter <laughs> swimmer, Riley Gaines, on Twitter. Of course, that, that's, the, that's the way adults handle it. You just block somebody that's calling you out. Gaines announced that she had planned to sue the university over the incident, and her agent has called for the expulsion of the students involved. Then there's this other one. She was on uh, Tucker. This is, what, this is what courage looks like. Riley Gaines, former University of Kentucky swimmer, vowed that she would not be deterred after a violent protest at her San Francisco State University this week. This does not deter me. This assures me that I am doing the right thing, she said on Tucker Carlson. She added, this will not silence me. When they want me to be silenced, it just means I need to speak louder. Right. When you're taking incoming fire, that means you're over the target. Right. Gaines rose to fame for objecting to Leah Thomas, Will Thomas, a University of Pennsylvania swimmer and a biological male, a guy, who identifies as transgender female. He's not. Competing against her in high-level high swim competitions. That's not a competition. So she said to, to Tucker, it was terrifying. The police did not inform me of any sort of action plan. Turning Point USA invited me to the campus. I delivered a very civil and respectful speech where I had great dialogue with even protesters who were participating in a sit-in. She described the room getting stormed with protesters and she was rushed with no one there to escort me to a safe place. Don't think, now this is going to be controversial, I'm going to say it anyway. Don't think that the transgender girl in Nashville was some kind of crazy outlier. I think it's going to go more in that direction, unfortunately. Anti-Christian bias, anti-Christian hatred, anti-Christian activity will grow. It's prophesied. It's gonna. It's been happening for a few thousand years. That's why uh, this Friday, opening nationwide, uh, the movie by our friend, based on our friend's book, Steve Dace from The Blaze, Nefarious, which is based on his book, Nefarious, a nefarious plot. Nefarious was the demon that uh, Satan uh, tasked with destroying America. And that book that Steve wrote about eight years ago was essentially in the preface was, hey, we found this transcript. And it's, it's uh, the story of what Nefarious did. So the movie Nefarious coming out this Friday nationwide is, uh, is about where did, this, where, did this, where did this manuscript come from? Nefarious in the movie had taken over a guy and, and got him to kill a few people. So he's on death row. Now I'm going to play the ad for you and you're going to notice something in this ad that I'll explain to you when we get done. Are we ready? All right, let's play this. Serial killer Edward Wayne Brady sits on death row. Execution's 11 p.m., but he's trying to convince us he's gone insane. And therefore incapable of being executed. I need you to prove he's faking it. Edward? I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm not Edward. I'm a demon. On April 14th. What happened to Edward? We own him. Give me something to make me believe you. Prove to me you're a demon. Let me inhabit you. It's time to face 
what it is that we'd like you to do. Nefarious. Rated R. Under 17. Not admitted without parent. In theaters April 14th. Okay, so did I get did I get your attention with that? And I know what you're thinking. Some of you. I know what you're thinking. It's R-rated. Sounds like The Exorcist. Sounds like it's secular. It's not. It is not secular. Demonic possession. Not secular. Demons. Not secular. Satan's schemes. Not secular. Powers, principalities. Not secular. Steve Dace, not secular, born-again Christian, a brother of yours and mine through Christ. And powers and principalities all around the world, geographic, based on industries, government, entertainment, education. Sure, I have no problem with that. So this movie, which is rated R, because why would the movie industry want a Christian movie out there depicting the real evil of demonic activity? And... Going after abortion as murder and a bunch of woke ideology as there's a part in the movie opening nationwide this Friday where the guy, the psychiatrist, because they have to prove nefarious, the guy that he's uh, taken over is sane enough to be executed, which is, by the way, why it gets an R rating at the end of the movie. They show kind of a, you know, it's not that graphic, uh, an execution by electric. The electric chair, okay? It's not what you're used to in terms of movies and stuff today. It's not that graphic. But of course they wanted to give it an R rating because they want to put the movie down. But he's talking about he, the, the psychiatrist that's interviewing Nefarious, the demon who's possessed this guy, who's an incredible actor. He's interviewing him. He's like, well, look, hey, look, we're so inclusive now. We've got diversity and equity and inclusion and blah, 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 blah. So I suppose you're going to tell me you guys, you guys came up with that one. And Nefarious is like, oh, no, no, we don't get the credit for that one. You came up with that madness all on your own. <laughs> it's like the screw tape letters. And when I saw it, flew out to Nashville to go see it at one of the Blaze Studios with Steve and a buddy of mine. And we, I, you know, and, and I was qu- quiet after the movie because, quite frankly, I've never seen a Christian movie like this. Because it's not like this overt, hey, tough story, God wins. No, this is the dark side of the whole story. This is demonic activity, demonic possession, which is real. And I'm, I'm not saying anything. He's talking to people. He's like, all right, noble. I'm looking at you like, what are you thinking? You haven't said a word. That's weird. And I'm like, dude, this this is so outside the box while at the same time being so important. Like, how, how do you communicate this to various audiences, to young people? Young people are going to be interested in this because it's creepy. Creepy pe- people that like creepy movies will be interested in it because it's like exorcism like and it gets a R rating. So that makes it more salacious. But what about to a Christian crowd like, like, well, this one, you and me? You know what this was? This was a stark slap across the face to remind me as a mature believer that demonic activity is real. It's brutal. It's full of hate and spite. They hate us. Satan hates you. The demons hate you. They hate everything about God's good creation, especially us made in his image. He didn't die for them. He died for us. And nefarious is a cold slap across the face to remind you that there's demonic activity all around us and that we need to engage in the spiritual realm. Our weapons are not carnal. They're spiritual. 
And Nefarious does an incredibly powerful, disturbing job of reminding me and reminding you of that reality. Opening nationwide this Friday, Nefarious. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show. As a reminder, with uh, Nefarious opening nationwide on Friday, just to remind you where you can find tickets. Uh, and, and if your local theater's not showing it, call them and ask them why. Ask them why they're not showing it and ask them uh, to tell them that you want to see it. NefariousTickets.com. Nefarious is N-E-F-A-R-I-O-U-S. Nefarious, just like the word. NefariousTickets.com. Put in your uh, address, your city, your state, and find a theater near you. Opening nationwide this Friday. I'm going to try to get Steve Dace here on Wednesday. And talk to him about the movie. It really is powerful. Slap across in the face. Reminder of the spiritual darkness and warfare that's out there. Uh, And speaking of spiritual warfare, things going on out there in the world, always understand the scriptures first, and then the world will make a lot more sense to you, which is why we uh, always do that when we do Money Monday updates or a full Money Monday show like we did last week with our good friend David Fisher from Landmark Capital, LandmarkGold.com. David, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Thank you very much. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. And, of course, this is a great uh, passage of Scripture. We'll start with today on the heels of that. So let's start there in Mark 15, and then we'll dive right in. Going a couple days before uh, Jesus' resurrection, uh, it says here, Joseph Arimathea, a prominent member of the council, who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, went boldly to Pilate, and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate was surprised to hear that he was already dead. Summoning the centurion, he asked him if Jesus had already died. When he learned from the centurion that it was so, he gave the body of uh, the body of Jesus to Joseph. So we do something every year, usually not always, uh, but uh, I want to challenge believers today. Uh, Joseph of Arimathea was a businessman, and he supported and took care of the body of Christ. As a modern-day parable, I look at it as us us as businessmen, uh, we need to take care of the body of Christ. And Steve, I hear countless stories of people who call my company and how you've touched their lives and who you are, who the noble family is, sharing your struggles, your triumphs, your joys, your sorrows, just being real and having the people on your program. So I want to, as we've done before, commit $1,000 to your ministry, bigger than, you know, normal than above what we already give every month as agreement. Uh, And I want to encourage people that hear my voice you might not be able to give that. Maybe it's just $5. Maybe it's 10 And I, I, Steve, you didn't ask me to do this. You've never asked me to do this. I know you don't like this, but I just, you, you touched, you've touched my life beyond money, beyond words. It's just thank you so much for who, what you stand for, and you are the salt and light of the earth. You've been a great dear friend to me. Well... I know you're speechless every yeah, time we do this. Yeah. We only know it a couple times, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, of course. Praise God. Anything good that happens as a result of anything me or my family does is because of God, and every, anything bad or off is because of yeah. us. So all the credit goes to him. 
and your encouragement and your friendship over these years has been just massive and a great blessing to me. And, and yeah, we talk about the, you know, stuff on the radio and I hope people support your business and you're trying to help people and all that matters. It's important, but all that stuff will cease one day, but, but our bond yep. in Christ never will. And so Correct. I'm always so appreciative of your friendship and of your support in something like that, which directly affects the ministry and, and is such a huge encouragement to me. Uh, thank you as always, and I love you. And please tell Marianne I said thank you as well. I will. Iron sharpens iron, brother. You've been Amen. there iron for so many iron. people. That's right. Thank you so much, and, and praise the Lord for all of that. So, uh, well, I sent you a, a, a email earlier today. I don't know yeah. if you saw that with another yeah. one of these stories of this is another word we need to add to our vocabulary: de-dollarization. But before that, uh, any updates on the banking crisis, and then we'll talk about that because that's a big problem. So, day after last week on Tuesday. Uh, the head of the largest bank in the United States, J.P. Morgan being that bank, the CEO, Jamie Dimon, he says the banking crisis is America is shifting into a vicious cycle. He says once the banking crisis eventually does end, we'll still feel the impact of that will linger on for years to come. So we're not out of the woods. Here's another person, David Rosenberg. He says, why investors need to own gold in this banking crisis? There's always another cockroach in the kitchen. <laughs> so, so obviously we got more problems. But here's the numbers. Small bank deposits plunged in the month of March $275 billion. So that was the outflow of money coming out of small banks. And for large banks, it was $195 billion. We've had 10 weeks back-to-back of money coming out of the banks. This could cause greater risk towards bank failures, yeah, wow. is what the article says. And uh, there's another article that says there's $7 trillion of uninsured bank deposits. In other words, money that's over $250,000. And there's two banks that still are in tr- that could be in trouble if they went under we're referring to bank of new york mellon and state street bank they're not in trouble yet but they're the two biggest banks out there that hold the most amount of accounts that are not insured if money starts getting pulled from these banks we'll be back in a worse than the 2008 environment is what the article says yeah very very scary and that's like on one end this is kind of like we're getting boxed in here because you got the banking situation but then we have that phrase, I, that word I used a minute ago, the de-dollarization. Where, yep. where, help us understand that because I want to make sure people understand what's going on here because the, when the dollar gets weaker and goes down, well, first of all, gold's going to benefit from that, but nothing else will. And our whole economy and all of our lives is going to be affected negatively. So talk to us, David, about de-dollarization. So the dollar is the world reserve currency, and we've had that since 1944 under the Bretton Woods Agreement. But then 1971, Nixon took us off a gold backing of the dollar, so we had to find a way for the world to use dollars, and that's where we struck an agreement in 1974 with Saudi Arabia that all oil would be denominated in dollar pricing and invoicing. And then the dollar became, between countries, bought whatever was being bought and sold whatever item that was dollar denominated so the gates that's that's what put us on the world 
and financially our country benefited. Now the tide goes in, now the tide is going out. Right. The getting away from using the dollar, it all started with Saudi Arabia back in 1974. It started the outflow with Saudi Arabia in January of this year. They announced they're going to sell oil not just in dollars anymore, maybe wands, maybe rubles, the Russian currency. Last week I said Brazil and China struck a deal between their two countries that said, hey, we're not going to use the dollar for our goods and services between us. India and Malaysia did the same thing. They got rid of the dollar using between their two countries. China and France struck a deal in natural gas, liquefied natural gas. Those were paid, France paid in the one. And so there's this big movement to get away from the dollar. And the article that you sent me says our currency is crashing and will no longer be the world standard, which is our greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. President, former President Donald Trump said that. Elon Musk said that we're in serious trouble. The U.S. policy has been too heavy-handed, making countries wanting to the ditch the dollar. Yeah, and that's that's and, and as the dollar gets ditched, it becomes worth less. And then when that so your dollar today, this is what inflation does. But this would create a much bigger problem than just regular old inflation is if it costs you one hundred dollars to buy something today and the dollar gets worth less, then it'll cost you one hundred fifty dollars or one hundred eighty dollars. This is what, exactly what we saw in Venezuela and other parts of the world where their currency gets devalued. So to this point where they're willing to print, hey, let's make a let's make a billion dollar bill. Let's make a trillion dollar bill. And then dollars become play money. It's just ridiculous. Exactly. And so we're seeing countries escalate that. The uh, French president, Emmanuel Raccoon, uh, said over the weekend that right. they're moving away from the dollar. Europe is moving away from the dollar. He said they should do that. It's just starting to happen as a regular daily news item right, now. Right. And so it's, well, now you've it's got the, the point start. where, yeah, that's just, uh, that's just occurred to me, David, is that now you're, now you're at the point where uh, people are willing to say the emperor has no clothes. And once that happens, you get this. Now everybody's like, okay, all right, let's talk about the obvious now. The U.S. dollar ain't what it used to be. As a matter of fact, the United States ain't what it used to be. So we need to start looking around and start shopping some other options, which is exactly what's going on. How are people reacting when they're calling you trying to get education, when they're dealing with the banking crisis, they see what's going on with the dollar? What are people saying to you, just regular folks, listeners of mine and other shows, whatever, David? What, what, how are they reacting when they call you? They, people are uh, the most concerned I ever heard in people's voice than I've heard than since like 2008 and 9 in the financial crisis then. They're seeing the same things, except for this thing is so much bigger. They're hearing about the dollar de-dollarization from other news sources. So there's a wake-up happening, and they're concerned. And they, you know, they say, I got a 401K, I got an IRA, I got X right. amount of money in the bank. And they're saying, what do I do? You know, and so then we go through the financial blueprint and come with a balance that they make the decisions. We educate and we facilitate what they want to do. Yeah. And unfortunately, these these tough economic situations that we're talking about uh, add to the value of gold and silver because they are a bulwark against it at the other end of the teeter totter. Yeah, and so there's been this enormous amount of flood of fit people buying physical yeah. gold and silver. We've seen the markets go up. Bank of America just came out and said $2,100 gold by next quarter. Wow. Uh, now there's a law or a bill. They're trying to get into a law 
from three Republicans say, saying, let's back the dollar by huh. gold. This will yeah. do away with the debt. Wow. This will do away with de-dollarization. Imagine if that happened, how high gold would oh go, goodness. too. It'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah, it'd be crazy. But, that, but you know, if you get invested, if you get wise, you can find out about it. Plus, do you still have the silver special going? Yes, we still have a silver awesome. special. So due to the uncertainty of what's going on and what we just talked about, we are offering for a limited time only, while supplies last, a right. one ounce brilliant yep. uncirculated silver American Eagle at $32. The competitor's now at $40. Another program powered by the Truth Network.